Hello, welcome to episode 30 of Amateur Bartending for Immature People. I'm Shannon. And this is Greg, and this is the podcast where we're going to be talking, thinking, making, and drinking some delicious cocktails. Uh, yeah, yeah, very good, yeah. huh? Yeah, episode 30, I can't oh, believe it. Some sort of landmark, I'm not sure. A bitter what landmark. Is it? Oh, nice segue. Yeah. So tonight's topic, potentially, about cocktail bitters? It's about bitters. Fantastic. Yes, absolutely. Uh, what are bitters? Yeah, exactly. What yeah. are they? Why do we use them? Where do they come from? Yeah. When were they uh, first If you're used? adventurous, we could give you some hints, and we've made them before, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, bitters. I... These are really super fun. Um, they are kind generally kind of the spice rack, I would say, of your uh, of your cocktail. Yeah, it can cabinet. You can change your drinks. Um, mm-hmm. You can try all different kinds, and you'll be able to. It's just like adding a dash of this or that when you're cooking. Um, it's essentially the same concept. So exactly. Um, but would you like to know what are bitters? Let's start there. That's probably seems like the wise place to start. What are these things we call bitters? Now, bitters, they are little, um, generally like in little tiny bottles. So you'll see those in lots, the lots liquor store. Lots of cool-looking little bottles sometimes, too. A lot of cool shapes and stuff like that. Or sometimes an enormous one, but we'll get into yeah, that. Exactly. Um, and they are typically made with alcohol-based infusions of different bittering botanicals, which can be like chinchona bark. Mm-hmm. Like the bitter stuff that uh, you make, uh, you make quinine from. You make the old uh, the tonic, tonic water. water. Yeah, sure. Yep. From the last episode. Um, Genetian root, uh, cassia are common. There's other okay. kinds of roots and barks, however, that do have the bittering. Sure. Um, that wormwood is a famous one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had some other kind of bark that we used um, when we made ours too. Some anyway. rose something rose bark, rose something. I yeah. So there's there's yeah. a lot of different like bittering. Barks. Bittering agents, they call yes. them, yeah. And what those help to do is help pull, both the alcohol and the bittering agents help to pull flavors out of other things that get added to the mixture. So you might have, like if you have an orange bitters, like they've used a ton of orange peels mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm, in that mm-hmm. particular kind of bitter. Um, you, so you might have fruit peels. You might have uh, some flowers, uh, herbs. Uh, spices. You so, know, you could so have. So we're kind of back to that uh, eleven herbs and spices mixed in the backbone of some, of some alcohol. I mean, this is sounding f- familiar. So I imagine these kind of lines blur between like bitters and some of the other stuff we've talked about in the past. Well, that's fun that you mentioned that because there are, um, these are these are sold small. The uh-huh. type we're talking about today, sure. which are cocktail bitters, they're sold small. Um, and they're administered by drops and dashes into your cocktails to add complexity. Mm-hmm. But, um, and sometimes you can just um, add them to soda water or whatever. Right. Um, but there is a different kind of bitter, which is what you're talking about. Those drinkable bitter spirits, which are like Amari, which are Amari, essentially. Right. Um, and they're sold in larger bottles. They're usually not as condensed flavor-wise. Um, and they're usually served by the glass um, or mixed with other things. So we've done sure. an episode on an Amaro tasting. And yeah. Amaro, Amaro is a bitter. It's just created differently than these cocktail bitters, which are exactly. extremely condensed. Right. And so like something like Unterberg or something is going to be kind of that digestive style. Drink it by itself. Don't really mix it kind of bitter. Yeah, exactly. And when you determined it was an Amaro, I mean, just based on the way it was built. 
So the, the lines really blur kind of as you go more <laughs> concentrated on this stuff. But like Campari, Cinar, and Fernet Branca are things that get used a lot in cocktail making. Those sure. are a bitter spirit. Yes, they are. They aren't a cocktail bitter. So there's a difference between right. the two. So when we're talking about things. bitters today, we're going to be concentrating only on the cocktail additive, highly condensed. Tiny ang- bottle. Tiny bottle, Angostura, et cetera, et cetera. All the rest of those are the brands that you know. But it's if you saw that kind of thread by listening to us about Amaros, uh-huh. um, that there is a thread in there. Um, just these are created a little bit differently. And they all come from some kind of like sham medicine. <laughs> yes, they do. We'll talk about the history here after we make our first drink. But, I think that's a great idea. What are we going to start with? Um, well, I also want to say why you use bitters. Oh, okay, yeah, let's, let's touch on that before um, we... And I found some really great uh, articles, by the way. Um, and a lot of different things. So I am taking from a lot of things um, from people's blogs. So Mm -hmm. just keep that in mind. I also have a book called Handcrafted Bitters um, by Will Badiam, I think his name is. Um, Great book. Yeah, it's a good book. We've made bitters from it. Anyway, so I have a couple sources here. um, Kegworks blog, and I just want to make sure I get all this out of the way. Cocktailbitters.com and liquor.com are my sources for today. So why use bitters? Um, Why would you use bitters, Greg? Because some classic cocktails call for it, and I love those cocktails. You're exactly right. You cannot (laughs) make an old-fashioned without having bitters. You just can't. You can't have a Sazerac or a Manhattan without using bitters. So they're adding um, the complex flavor uh, to some of those cocktails, popular cocktails. Right. Necessary cocktails in your life. Um, another thing they do is they, the bitters themselves, like we said, it's like a spice. Mm-hmm. So it's going to add complexity to your drinks. Right. You're, you're not going to add it to, correct me if I'm wrong, you're not adding this to make it taste more bitter. I mean, Mm-mm. I think that's where some people get confused at first, is that you're not adding this material to make the cocktail more bitter or to cover something up in it. It's it, it's another element of the balance. You know, you got your sweet, you have your real kind of hot alcohol flavor. Mm-hmm. But then you're going to have this element too that's going to come together, and it, it's it's about balancing out all those things. Maybe you have acidity because you have some uh, fruit juice in there too. It's about balancing all those flavors out. Yeah, it helps accentuate some other kinds of taste too, right? So, um, like sourness or sweetness, um, it'll give it more depth. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, there's different kinds, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, like what kind of bitters there are. Um, some can really change your drink, and that's really fun to play with, yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the, I'm thinking like mole bitters or something like oh, that that's gosh, like yeah. spicy and, and warm. Or like black walnut know? bitters. Oh, love that. So, th- I mean, there's so much stuff to try and play with. And, uh, uh, you know, and speaking of like old-fashioned, an old-fashioned is a perfect drink to experiment with different kinds of bitters. Absolutely. If you know, depending on what it is, I know I wouldn't use like a celery one in there, but you have to use a little judgment. But, um, you know, so you can make the same exact drink and just try different bitters and it will change the flavor of your cocktail, which is a blast. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why I would pull out something if I'm trying to or if I've made something and I, uh, you know, if I've come up with something and I just want to see where it would go to the next level, I will try maybe a couple dashes of bitters in it. Probably Angostura. I probably start there because that's like the most common. It's kind of you know kind of familiar with that flavor and mm-hmm. know what it can do. So I'd probably start there. Really. Yeah, and actually it's good you brought up Angostura because it is the most widely available bitter. 
Um, that is the two cocktails that we're going to make today are going to be using Angostura primarily. And you guys know what it looks like. It's the brown bottle, yellow top. It's got the oversized paper paper label on it. And you're like, why is it much bigger than the bottle? And we don't know, but that's just how, the, how it looks. Because um, <laughs> it has been forever. And also Angostura is one of the oldest brands of bitter. Um, I'll go into the history stuff, but it's kind of interesting along mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Um, the third reason why to use bitters is kind of an interesting one, and we'll go back into like health. Is it probably sham medicine? Well, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's a sham medicine, but it does say to have some health benefits. Okay. Um, it is built just like a digestive bitter, which um, there are digestive bitters also called digestives also. Um, mm-hmm. And something like that might be like an Unterberg or a Jägermeister sure. or something like that. So, um, which is supposed to help after a meal, like get your digestion going. So, um, there is a health benefit to using bitters, um, depending on how much you balance it out with the alcohol. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you have, uh, <laughs> I don't know, you might think it's healthy at that time. Um, <laughs> I'm a real health nut. <laughs> I'm a health nut. <laughs> I'm a health nut. <laughs> Um, but the cocktail variety can be good for your stomach and can aid your digestion also. Okay. So okay. that's why you use it, and that's what they are. Absolutely backed up with no should we medical try to, evidence. Should we try to use it? <laughs> Let's try to use this medicinally here. What do we got, on, what do we got on, on, on the table here in front of us? We have a lot of stuff here. What do we got? Yes. The first one is going to be a really simple recipe, but it's kind of a classic recipe. Simple and it's is called good. Pink Gin. Pink gin. Yes. All right, I'm ready to try some all pink right, so, gin. What do we need here? Uh, we are going to, first of all, you're going to want to get an old-fashioned glass out of your cupboard. Okay, we've got um, all that stuff. So now your here. gin, okay. uh, probably a London Dry is best. We used Tank Ray on this one. Here, yeah. um, and you're going to pull out your big labeled bottle of Angostura. We've got it right here. Look at that okay. oversized paper label. Could you please add some ice to your mixing glass? We've got some ice going in. Great. And it's so simple. Two ounces of gin, two dashes of Angostura. All righty. Two ounces of gin in there. And we have determined an actual measurement for a dash is an eighth of a teaspoon. Right. There's teeny tiny spoons if you want to be really anal about it. but Or you could just squish it in there right. a couple times. And I think we, as, we've, as we've kind of touched on before... It, your dash size is all about the bottle you're using, how much volume is in there. You know, at the beginning of a big bottle of Angostura, your dashes are smaller than at the end. Um, so it's up to you. I mean, if you want to measure this stuff or if you want to kind of try to eyeball it, I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm usually one to say to measure, but that's usually, I will probably eyeball my uh, my dashes. We measure all of our spirits, but I mean, when it comes to dashes, I kind of guess. I, I go ahead and dash. And, you know, and that could be a fault. And, you know, maybe, you, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. But, uh, yeah. Maybe. So but I, I just easier. always hit it with the dash <laughs> out of the bottle. And, and, and I don't worry about that. So, all right. So two, two are going two in here. Two ounces of gin and two dashes of Angostura. And you're just going to stir that till it's nice and cold. Okie dokie. And, uh, and here's your old-fashioned glass. I pulled it out of the freezer. Mm-hmm. No ice on this one because you've just made it icy and cold. Yeah. Uh, through your mixing glass. Again, um, probably you want to stir those a little longer than I did. You probably want to do your full. And if you could strain that into seconds. the old-fashioned glass, I'm going to go ahead and peel a little piece of lemon peel okay. um, so that it's ready to garnish it. Let's see if you... Okay. Oh, yeah. Look at it. That, now, that they doesn't say look pink. pink. That doesn't look pink at all. Uh, it's slightly pink. It's, like, it's, it's light 
it's light brown, so it's not as brown as like uh, a uh, whiskey-based no. cocktail, but it's, it's, it's definitely pink. not pink. It's it's more pink than brown, but it's more pink than brown. <laughs> so, what was our garnish on this one? Uh, that's my lemon peel. I just did here. Let me, oh, let me nice. go ahead and express that over the top. I'm oh. gonna rub the rim mm. of the glass. It smells good. All right, here you go. Let's see what you think. Cheers. Sure smells good. It's got that kind of a, uh, it's got that, it's got that lemon peel, kind of. Uh, it's gonna be very ginny, by the way, because it. it's a lot of gin and just a little bit of angostura. But it's kind of fun. It's got. Let's give it a taste. Yeah, angostura generally, um, and hopefully you've had it by this time because we use it quite often. Um, it's a little spicy, you know. It's got. I don't have any idea what they have in there. Only five people in the world. Wow, know what's just in like Angostura. those monks that make Benedictine. There's a lot of these like There's a lot of those secret, recipes. secret recipes. Well, this is pretty Five good. This people is pretty... at Angostura Factory know how to make it, but I'm going to guess there's like cloves and anise and like, I don't know, it's kind of spicy like that. Exactly. What'd you think? Well, the gin, the gin definitely comes through first on this one, I think, and I think you, to me at least kind of at that end was the hint of kind of that real... Uh, spice from the Angostura, but not like over the top. It, but definitely gin forward, I would say. But it's really drinkable, really drinkable, and I oh, love yeah. the smell of that lemon as you bring that up to your, up to your face. Yeah, it kind of changes. Like instead sip. of having, it's good. It's an easy drink to make instead of having like a gin and tonic or something sure. like that. I think that's a pretty simple, simple and fun thing. And it, well, yeah, it's kind of pink. Sure, it's pinkish. It's pink. pink um, but it's of. called pink gin. So there so we be go. It. We'll give it to them. Um, yeah, just, you know, if you have a gin and you want to have a quick riff on something, that is a very simple recipe. There you go. And you can add as much or as little probably. You can go a little more Angostura if you wanted a little more in there, but the two dashes is probably the great place to start. Ooh, but our next drink, the ne- drink you have, I mean, this is only a two-ounce drink, so it'll probably mm-hmm. go pretty fast, but um, the next drink we have is going to uh, be a lot of Angostura, so you'll oh, really yes. get that flavor. Oh, yes. You'll get that one coming up. So, all right, so we've got a drink in hand here now. So yeah. what, what what are we going to delve into? So sit back, relax, and I'm going to tell you the brief history of bitters. Yes, right please. <laughs> so. I, I want to know about that. I want, I want to hear more um, about that. It's actually a more recent history than I expected, hmm. um, starting in the 1700s. But there have been, for like drinkable bitters, right? But they're obviously, sure. over time, you know, ancient Egyptians were using an early form of it. Um, herbs mixed into wine to treat some illnesses. Um, like I said, there has been um, ideas that this has been bitters have been medicine for a long time, curing uh, yes. ailments such as stomach, kidney, liver, and blood ailments. If you name it, there used to be a bitter tonic for it. Absolutely, there was. Got some snake oil in there too. <laughs> and it's probably the alcohol actually that just made people feel better for yeah, a short period exactly. of time. Um, but you know there are there are spices in there, and there are some things that have been historically used for sure. stomach ailments and that type of thing. So, um, I I don't think it's a miracle cure, but probably doesn't hurt you too much either. So I think it's okay. Exactly. <laughs> then um, the English had gotten in the 18th century. The English were in particular taken by mixing bitters with fortified wines from the Canary Islands. Which makes me think really? maybe the wines from the Canary Islands weren't very good. <laughs> were terrible. Uh, maybe. It's kind of like when they started making like Ouzo or yeah, I don't know. Yeah, or uh, or no, uh, Red Cena. Red Cena, yeah, sure. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. People do a lot of things to make wine palatable. palatable. <laughs> sure. 
<laughs> but um, or they would combine it with brandy to improve the taste. And then um, over time, then they started adding sugar because you know it probably didn't taste all that great. Yeah. Um, and so by them adding sugar to some of these more bitter flavored um, tonics, they then have kind of created the base for the cocktail, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, which is true. Like, it becomes a lot more palatable when there's sugar in it. Right. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like that wine was terrible. Well, I'm I'm going to guess it was terrible. <laughs> if you're really having to canary, add... Canary <laughs> Islands is really... Is that a big uh, AVA or a Canary VA, I guess? Aviary, you A-V-A-R-Y. mean? And AVA. What's <laughs> um. <laughs> the terroir out there in the Canary Islands? Uh, well... I, if I just had to guess, I'm going to guess. Yeah, I, I'm guessing that it's not so I good. don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe that's a the undiscovered country or something exactly. for, for maybe wine. The, maybe the Canary maybe. Islands will send us some free wine to test after this <laughs> because we've badmouthed them to prove I, us wrong. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, so there are some key dates in the history of the bitters. Let's hear them. Um, this is according to that handcrafted bitters book, but I like those mm-hmm. little timelines, yeah. so that makes me happy. Um, in 1712 in England, um, Stoughton Bitters successfully patented its product. So they were the first ones to get a patent on bitters. Stoughton? Stout- Stoughton. Stoughton, Stoughton bitters. bitters. Stoughton Bitters. 1750, the practice of, like I said, mixing bitters with brandy and sugar became commonplace in England, mm-hmm. and the mixture was used as a hangover cure and a medicine. <laughs> a little hair of the dog. I like I like that medicine. Yeah. <laughs> then in 1806, um, and we've brought this up before. 1806, the earliest printed record of America, in America, of the meaning of the word cocktail appeared in the newspaper, the Balance in the Columbian Repository. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do remember the Balance in the Columbian Repository. In 1824, in Venezuela. Dr. Johann Steigert completed his work on bitter recipes um, aimed at relieving stomach ailments, and he dubbed them Steigert's Amagaro Aromatico, known today as Angostura Aromatic Bitters. Ah. Venezuela. That's where those started. A doctor from Venezuela, huh? And like I said, just five people, the House of Angostura, know the secret recipe. Oh, my gosh. Yes, Um, which is the... Bitters that we're using today as case in point for our cocktail recipes. Cool. In 1838, in a shop located in the New Orleans French Quarter, uh-huh. Anton Pichard's yeah. pharmacist from Haiti started offering his unique bitters with a splash of cognac to customers. Uh, we also talked about that mm, uh, <laughs> in yes, previous episodes in the Sazerac episode. We did Sazeracs and um, my favorites. What was the other drinks that we did? I don't Ooh, remember. Vous. Carré. Maybe the Vue Carré. If I said that right. Um, in 187, and both of those used Pichard's, by the way, which is why I brought that up. In 1870, Dr. Steigert died, and the makers of Angostura moved their operations from Venezuela to Trinidad. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I know. You think that, I'm guessing that they're still there. That's I don't cool. know how many other things come from Trinidad. Just a bunch of cocktail bitters. Yeah. And so there's that. Interesting. Uh, if you're in Trinidad, maybe tour the factory. The bitterest factory. I don't know. Maybe you could sneak a peek at the... the um, secret recipe. The secret recipe. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Then in 1906, the Pure Food and Drug Act passed, 
And guess what? 1920, Prohibition began oh. here. And in 1933, Prohibition ended. Hooray! Um, when Prohibition began, it kind of killed some of the um, bitters companies. As it would. Um, a couple of them were able to survive. Pichards and Angostura were two of them sure. that were able sure. to survive. Um, mostly because they were... Uh, part of the illicit cocktail culture that was going on underground. Right, sure, yeah. And also because they weren't based here in the United States. Oh, that's why they were out in (laughs) Trinidad. I bet that's why they stayed out there, yeah. Um, But any United States bitters, um, there was one or two. They basically got killed by Prohibition um, and didn't really recover. So so when we look at, like, bitters being used in, in... post-prohibition cocktails. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are Angostura. Interesting. Okay. And then in eight, in 19, then Prohibition ends. Yay. Hooray. Um, and in 1951, Fee Brothers debuted its Orange Bitters. Um, they were the first new bitters, the first new bitter product to hit the market since the end of Prohibition. Oh, wow. Was Fee Brothers. Really? Um, but purchasing the bitters proves to be an exclusive proposition for all but the most determined connoisseurs it Mm -hmm. says but i have seen them for sale in many places so i actually think that information is a little bit outdated yeah oh god yeah we can you can get those anywhere now now people are making more bitters more and more and more and more because the craft cocktail culture has like really and speaking of you can make your own which is pretty fun to do but Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of patience it does. It takes a lot of patience and a lot of little tiny things, and but it, it was kind of fun to do. We've done it. It was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So bitters that um, are different kinds that you might see around or different um, categories, I'd say categories. Um, aromatic, which is what we're using today with Angostura mm-hmm. and Pichards. Um, orange bitters, we've used those quite often on the sure. cocktail podcast. Um, again, like I said, it's made with just a ton of orange peel, like an amazing amount of orange Essence people of goes orange, into yeah. these things. So you can make it, but if you want to buy like 10 oranges and like peel it so that none of the pith is on it and like dry it in the oven and do a lot of work, or you could just go buy it. Buy it, yeah. yeah. Um, I suggest just buying it. Um, but orange bitters are something I would definitely have in your cupboard if you don't already have it. Absolutely. Um, they also use, in orange bitters, some interesting spices. A lot of times there's like cardamom or caraway taste inside of the orange bitters. So, um, Celery bitters is a thing. Um, if you are interested in Bloody Marys or martinis. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they're supposed to be good with savory cocktails like that. Nice. Um, or things with gin and tequila. Oh, I didn't so, think about tequila with the with that that could be good and they're made with the celery seeds in case you're curious about kind oh, of how, that's they're, cool. how they're made but those kind of bitters are like vegetal um kind of citrusy and bright and earthy so um that's an interesting one and then there's um citrus bitters other than orange so there's um we have several that we've had that have had um grapefruit and i really enjoy right yeah those are bitters. good um, but you can get lemon, lime, grapefruit, all these different kinds of, of citrus bitters. And those are good in many things. Um, 
but I would definitely try it if you just want to have like a more of a neutral cocktail where you can try them. Um, try them in like a gin and tonic or something just so yeah. that you can get the flavor of them. Then we've got spice bitters. We kind of mentioned that a little bit earlier. Sure. Um, like the mole bitters. I love mole bitters. And and black walnut too. The walnut bitters I really that's um enough. that's under nuts. Oh, it's, it has <laughs> a, a there's a whole nut that's a category. category. Oh, <laughs> so okay. but we can jump ahead. Yeah. Nuts. <laughs> oh, nuts. Uh, walnuts. Um, the we have some black walnut bitters mm-hmm. that we it's use. Very good. And um, those really do add a lot. I really like those in like a Manhattan, mm-hmm. um, or something that is like a darker liquor. Those have it. I would use it more in a brown spirit. Yeah, absolutely. They it blends really well. But for the spiced bitters, sometimes those spiced bitters like that mole, um, there's like there's all sorts of different kinds. There's like Thai ones. There's like a lot of that kind of have more of a culinary spice blends to them. Is really what mm-hmm, they would kind mm-hmm. of say. Um, I like those in um, mezcal drinks. Yes. Or some, or like uh, margaritas. You think it's smoky like that kind of adds is good it seems with those those ones like that. Yeah, I think that's those are delicious. Then there's um, floral and herbaceous bitters, um, which is a little bit different play that goes into more herbs and flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would make those out of things like dandelion or lavender, or chamomile, hibiscus, those types of things, and um, over a heavy. They go more floral than heavy spice, essentially. Um, They pair well with gin, tequila, and rum. Um, But you should try them in other things, too, because it's just fun to try. That's where the experimentation begins. So I would probably say, you know, pick up whatever you're going to pick up for uh, a particular cocktail you're going to make. But then expand Mm -hmm. that bitter selection out into your other repertoire of the cocktails that you make and just give it a shot. Chocolate bitters, that's another one that's, yeah. that you can actually see that one in mm-hmm. recipes. Yeah, um, you're going to start, I mean, you, you probably when you're out and about and you're looking at cocktail menus, you're, you're seeing all this stuff in there. Are those Woodford cherry bitters? The mm-hmm. Woodford, Woodford Reserve, Reserve cherry, bitters. cherry bitters. Um, those are really great in an old-fashioned. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, I mean, it's like trying to pick a spice out of a spice shop. Like, it's yeah. there's such a huge array. Yep. Um, they are kind of expensive. So I'll just put that out. Some of them are, but you're using a tiny amount. Um, You might want to just say, oh, I'm going to start with a couple. Um, I started that way and now I have a cupboard full. (laughs) Right. But I mean, you kind of build it off whatever, at first you build it off what drink you're trying to make and then you can, you have that around so you can expand it out into your other stuff too and just experiment. Yeah. And just like anything, um, I highly recommend like starting with one base cocktail and then trying different ones, you know, Responsibly, <laughs> mm-hmm. trying not, different bitters. Yeah. No, but you, it really—it's fun. I think it's fun. It's like you can have a lot of different variation with just like some simple base spirits. Exactly with those, um, and where you can get them, you can obviously get them at liquor stores. They generally don't have a huge selection, but they'll have some of the base ones that you want to find. Um, you can try. There's sometimes you get lucky and you stumble onto a shop. That might be a cocktail shop that has exactly. a huge range that you can try. Um, I know there's a place in Napa I like to go. Uh, I went up to Vancouver that had a spirits and bitters shop that we could try a bunch of stuff. You know, if you kind of look them look them up, you can find these places that really do kind of cater to cocktail culture. But you can also buy them online and just have them shipped to you. There's a lot of different makers of them. 
or like I said, try to make your own. It's not super complicated. It's not that expensive to try. Um, there's lots of books. Like I, I would recommend this one, Handcrafted Bitters. Though. Yeah, this is a great book. Um, and it's fun. We did it with friends. We made like we did we seven made different a, kinds. Made a ton of them <laughs> in one night. <laughs> and then we're out, like on the <laughs> solstice and or the winter solstice, and we're had our little <laughs> propane stove, and we're out there boiling something in a little metal thing, and <laughs> our black cat was running around, and we're like, well, this, this seems like we're making some kind of potion out here. Probably was. Some kind of medicine. Making some medicine, that's making for sure. Making medicine. We're making medicine. By the light of the full moon. I think there was a full moon, and it was like solstice, <laughs> and we're out there cooking on a burner, one burner propane stove. This is a true, this is a true story. Cooking <laughs> in a little tiny pan. That was the toughest thing is to find a tiny, small enough thing to, to boil the small amounts that you need. We used to actually yeah. use a metal measuring cup, and that worked great. Yes, we did use a metal, and the, the reason we used the propane stove is because I needed something with a small enough Teeny, tiny um, burner. burner on it yeah. that I could actually get that yeah. cup over. That Not all of them take that. It was just the one particular recipe yeah. that we were trying to do. But um, yeah, it's fun to try, so I highly recommend, and it's not difficult. Um, mm-hmm. Just it's again, it's one of those things that you're gonna like mix something together, and then it has to sit for like a certain amount of days, and you have to stir it, and then you have to strain it at some point. Like it's not, it just it takes time. But that is, that's a lot of stuff about bitters today. <laughs> that was a lot of good information. I think. Um, that was a good introduction, so I think we're going to say goodbye with one last drink. That's right, because I think this takes kind of the bitters to a next level, I would say. I, we've seen a couple drinks like this. This is the first time I've seen this particular one, but we're kind of the main element. This is going to be really good for your bitters. stomach, this one. Oh, oh I, um, I need that. <laughs> because this is another one that's using the Angostura, but in kind of a big way. All right, what do we got to do for this one? And actually, this is a low um, ABV. So this Just is a double FYI. whammy. This is low ABV and good for you. Because there's no hard spirit in this. It's it's very bitter forward, this particular cocktail. So right. what we're going to do, I found this cocktail recipe on um, Angostura's website, actually. Ooh, okay. Um, and it's called the Angostura Sour. So Ooh, I like the sound let's, of that. Um, yeah, let's make it, and then we'll have something to uh, process this, this whole thing on. All righty, so if it's sour... Are we going to dry shake some uh, egg whites? We Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put a coupe glass in the freezer. Okay. And yes, you're going to use a shaker. Okay, I've got that all set up. Okay, here's our ingredients. We're going to do one and a half ounces of Angostura. Okay, so that's a lot. That's a lot. So here we go. We're it's an Angostura shaking, forward cocktail. Shaking that out into the my measuring yeah. vessel. <laughs> it might take a little bit. Cause you well, there you go. Squish we got it, it in there. There, there we go. Um, I put so that in there? Again, one and a half ounces of Angostura. Yes, it's a lot of Angostura, and, and no, this is accurate. And no ice in the mixing glass. No ice yet. All right, no, here we go. Not yet. It's We're dry shaking. Okay, it's going in there. Then you're going to do one ounce of lime juice. Okay, our fresh, fresh squeezed. squeezed. We've got it right here. Yes. One ounce. We have the new presser thing. That's mm-hmm. fun that works to great. press the lime juice out. That works good. One ounce is in there. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a half an ounce of simple syrup. Okay. That's That's in there. And we're going to throw in an egg white. Alrighty, we've got one separated out right here in this little bowl, and I'll just dump it right in there. There we go. Okay, you're going to close that up, and you're going to dry shake this because we want that egg white to get frothy. Okay, well, we'll give that some shaking. So we're going to do that. Shake, 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 shake. Mm-hmm. Shake it until your arm hurts. Uh, we aren't going to take the whole amount of time that takes, or maybe you're really strong and you don't need to shake it that long. Um, 
And now we're going to go ahead and That's probably stop. long enough anyway. Stop. Yep. All right. So will we please add some ice to your shaker carefully so you don't splash all this stuff out? A little ice in there. Here we go. Okay. And now you're going to wet shake it. So you're going to shake it again. Uh, you're getting that nice and cold. Let me get the top and you're going to continue to get go. that egg white and everything all shaken up inside of there. I'll bang it up in here. That's awesome. Get that nice and cold. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to pull the coop out of the freezer. All right. When you're now, obviously, shake it a little bit longer now. Um, yeah, strain it in there. Oh, look at that. That's nice. Yeah, it's a really, like, this is, oh, it, it looks like blood almost. And it's got it's that like classic <laughs> uh, look to it of a sour. You know, it's got that kind of egg white foam on top. And then down below is opaque. You can't see through it. And it's kind of this brown, brownish red. It's a really nice, attractive color, kind of the color of Anglostura, but, you know, a little diluted out. I'm going to try that. That's good. It looks great. You cheers. should try that. Cheers to you. Oh, cheers to you. No, it looks it looks good. It smells good. It's got that kind of kind of classic uh, spicy cooking spice clovey look to it that uh, or the smell to it that uh, Angostura has. I mean, kind of you can get that just right out of the bottle, kind of mm, too. That's tasty. It's super spicy. So Angostura is a really spicy spicy flavor. Right, but mixed with the um, lemon. I mean, mixed with the lemon juice, right? Or lime. Uh, juice. It's lime, lime juice, juice in sorry. this one. Um, and I think that the lime juice does a really good job yeah, of like um, try this thing. kind of opening up your palate and cutting that spiciness just a little bit. It's a really nice balance. I really like this a lot. It's very bitter forward. So I'm just going to, which I say bitter, it's not the taste of, it's the taste of spices. It's not, bitters is a weird word to use, I think. Mm, it's a very <laughs> Angostura forward. Yes, yeah, it's Angostura forward because it's not a bitter flavor. But it um, pairs, it pairs really well. I mean, there's I a little, like that. there's a little it's bitter good. element to it. I mean, Angostura kind of has that flavor. But kind of dry uh, on your tongue. But at, that's at the that's end. what it is. Yeah. Kind of dry on your tongue. But then the lime kinda juice like is there. Like how a tannin would be, or something. Kind of like the lime juice is there, and then that egg kind of adds that little bit of that softening mm -hmm. to it all. No, really good. I really enjoy that. That's that's really good. Uh, using that much bitters you'd expect it to be undrinkable but it is really good i remember around christmas time we did um we did a beet juice yeah. cocktail called the, from, from the, the depths. depths yeah that uses and a lot of angostura too yes it does and that is a little bit mm -hmm. in keeping with this like with the exactly. huge amount of angostura it's fun it's a it's fun to have a more um, bitter forward cocktail mm -hmm. and like i said low alcohol on this one so um anyway bitters Fantastic. If you wanted we, to know what they are, that's what they are. Hopefully spices uh, for your alcohol. Hopefully we uh hopefully we uh gave you something to think about or at least uh, an idea of what to do with something you maybe you have and you don't know what to do with it. Or you don't have enough of them and you need to buy more and of them. And you need to go buy some more, so. Now, for these drinks, we took some pictures of these too. Of course. And they got the recipes and everything is going to be Shan, tell them where they can go to find this stuff. You can go to our Instagram account, which is amateur bartending 4 which is the number four, immature. And we will have pictures of both of today's cocktails. We'll also have um, the recipes attached to those. And, of course, back catalog of a lot of different cocktails. So um, if that one doesn't strike your fancy, I'm sure there's something in there that will. Absolutely. Well, happy uh, 30th episode, Shannon. I can't believe it. I can't believe we're at 30 episodes. I know. It hasn't been, even been a year yet. Hasn't even been a year. We'll get there. 
and we'll get there. But we're still having fun doing it. We're glad to hear from uh, the folks who've contacted us and glad to hear that they're also enjoying what we're doing. And uh, like always, we love to see those pictures of what you guys are doing too. So uh, keep... Uh, that's keep, the bitter truth. That's the bitter truth. <laughs> so keep them coming. And until next time, Shannon, cheers. Cheers.